You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, episode 48, with Grace Tartaglia. You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful Black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. Hello and welcome to our final episode of 2016. I pray and hope y'all had a restful and relaxing holiday weekend. I, for one, I ate too much food this Christmas and I'm sure many of you can relate, but I'm really looking forward to this week ahead to have some time to rest up, relax, and get our mind right. You know, if, if you guys are taking off some time as well uh, this, this holiday week, I encourage you to catch up this week on some of those episodes you might have missed this year. You know, we had a great time uh, completing and publishing 48 episodes, and you have some amazing guests that will provide some awesome mission fuel to help you guys prepare your minds for what will be an amazing 2017 for us all. You know, one of these amazing ladies is represented in today's episode. We have the pleasure of welcoming our first guest of the country of Canada. Her name is Grace Tartaglia, and she's one of Canada's leading beauty experts. She's got a regular presence in front of millions of homes through her long-standing guest expert position on City TV's City Line. Grace is known for her ability to create a woman's best self by allowing her natural beauty to shine through. Grace has been nominated for numerous prestigious awards within her profession, including the honor of being the spokesperson for the Princess Margaret Hospital's No Hair Selfie campaign. They raised the largest amount ever for one haircut, totaling $740,000. Grace is also a spokesperson for Revlon, and she's traveled around Canada and around the world, really, teaching and learning about new color techniques, workshops, and seminars. There's so much more about Grace, and we'll touch on some of that in today's talk. So get set to dive in. Enjoy your holiday. Have a great week. Welcome, Grace Tartaglia. Grace, thanks for coming on to the show. I am very happy to be here. I uh, I love it that you're in the States and I'm in Canada and we're going to have a fabulous conversation. Absolutely. So, you know, with the Trailblazers podcast, we love to open up our episodes from a place of gratitude, Grace. What are you most grateful for in your life right now? I think I'm just really grateful for the amount of people that come into my life to help me get through it in a, such an amazing way. Like, I am so blessed right. to have people that surround me that protect me and love me and, uh, you know, keep evil away. And uh, I think that's a big thing. I, I say that almost every day. I'm a very lucky girl. and I'm a very blessed girl. Yes. Never take that for granted. You know, so I'd love to start off by having you tell us a little bit about the grace we don't see on TV or read about in a blog. Maybe share a little bit about your day to day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, that's so funny. I am like the busiest person you'll ever see. (laughs) 
right? First of all, I wear my knees out. I am always working. I'm always doing stuff. Like, for instance, yesterday was my day off and um, I have a little place that I rent out. So I went there and cleaned it and redecorated it, like had furniture brought in and staged it all myself. Um, So I'm always kind of decorating. I, 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 I love I love that part of my life. Some stuff I've done has been shown on television. So that's like another. I think once you're creative, you're creative, right? I'm a really good cook. Uh, I love to cook all types of food. And um, one of my favorite things to do is to all the people that look after me, I like to thank them by sitting down down and cooking a fabulous meal. Nice. So I've cooked for 150. Wow. Um, And for sit down, I've cooked for 40. Wow, Grace, that's a lot of people. Sit down meal for 40. Eight courses, yeah. A lot of planning. Like, I don't like to do them too much more often, but um, it was my producer's, um, it was her engagement. She had, you know, found someone late in life, and uh, I thought, wow, this is my time to just go all out. That's awesome. (laughs) And it was funny because the gay men that were invited to the party were like, gave me a high five and said, Grace, you have outdone us, and that is impossible. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So that's me. I kind of be creative everywhere. Love it. And I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So Grace, yeah. you know, I'm I'm looking at your story and you've branded yourself as this go-to expert on the topic of beauty in in, in your home country, in Canada. And you've right. got numerous accolades and awards to show for the success. But, you know, I'm going to take you back for just a minute. I'd love to have you maybe share your story on what really ignited that spark, right, to become this hairstylist? Well, yeah, I've been called the beauty guru uh, a little while back. But, you know, my passion really comes from wanting to enhance one's beauty. Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up, one of my first things my mom did when I was uh, 13, I was always in her fashion fair stuff and, you know, getting myself involved in her makeup. And she said, look, if you're going to take my stuff and wear it, at least clean your face so you have beautiful skin, Mm. right? And so um, that was one of my first things. She started me off with this little kit that uh, cleanser, toner, moisturizer. And, um, you know, when I would go to school, I would see other people that didn't maybe didn't have a mother like mine that was so focused on putting your best foot forward every day. And I thought it was so important because it always opened up a lot of doors for me, like Mm. always. Um, I was always invited in beautiful homes and with interesting friends or, you know, just I just lived in this extremely diverse city. And, you know, one day I'll be having um, dinner with a Japanese family and the next week it would be a Greek family. And I would be having Greek pastries in a picnic or something like that. But what Mm -hmm. I found was because I always put my best foot forward and I always look neat and clean and tidy and whatever, people could bring me anywhere. Right. 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 And um, so I always thought that beauty was really an important part of that. Um, It was just being pulled together at all times and neat and clean and tidy at all times. And I wanted that for other women. Like I wanted them to, you know, if they were going to put makeup on, put it on properly, simply and cleanly and elegantly and to do their hair the same way. And I also went into dressing them the same way. Right. Like I just, I just thought elegance was understated and uh, it got you more place than it didn't. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So my passion for beauty started quite um, young in high school. I was doing makeovers in the cafeteria 
and I had lineups to the point where I couldn't even get uh, something to eat. Really? <laughs> Everybody's like, me next, me next, me next. And I would, I had this little uh, kit and I would sell out makeup and, and foundation and you name it. It was just sold out. Every single thing I was sold out every day. Wow. And so it was a little bit of pocket money at the time too. I was modeling and, you know, I was just always this go-to person. Grace, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And I loved it. So, um, I, I just, my, I decided what I wanted to do was, um, I wanted to be in the industry, but my mother had different ideas for me. I mean, I have Mm. sisters who are doctors and lawyers and everybody went to university because she's like, this is why I came to this country. Right. (laughs) Right? And I'm like, no, I'm going to do hair. And she's like, what? (laughs) That was a huge struggle for me to be able to be in the beauty industry. Right. Right. So where's your mom from, Grace? Jamaica. From Jamaica. Oh my gosh. My mom is like, um, she's quite the interesting background. Her, her great grandmother was from Ireland, from County Clare. Her father was from Ghana. Wow. And, and my dad is Nubian. (laughs) So, you know, you can just imagine the fire that was when and going flying around there, right? (laughs) Into what you did as a young lady and what you didn't do. And, you know, but uh, I think the, the best thing about my mother and about my family is really that they said, respect yourself and always pull that together, right? So right. I think that's why I always wanted that for other people, too, is show them how to be them their best selves. Right. So, Grace, take me from, from you know, this high school experience where your, your passion was meeting purpose. Did, did your mom win out? Did you no, kind of pursue? No, yes, she did for a little while. I went into university, and then within six months, I was out of there. Really? And I went into hair school and she was having none of that so I had to leave home <laughs> really wow you know you know how Jamaican parents yes, are you're I like do. what <laughs> where do you think you're going you're gonna starve she said <laughs> so um it wasn't even that I wanted to prove her wrong about right. you know that I was gonna starve it was um the fact that I just loved it so much I knew I would do well so I went into hair school and um I opened my first little space and uh, I knew that I'd be busy because I love what I did. I could go up and talk to somebody and said, this is what you should be doing and this is how you should be doing it. And um, they would say, yeah, that sounds good. And I'd go to it. Right. And I started building a clientele from that. It's still the way I operate. You know, Mm. Um, when someone comes in, it's still the same thing I did when I did way back then. I take a look at them and it's instant for me. I look at them and said, your eyes are like this. Your hair color should be like that. This is what you should do with your makeup. And and sometimes it's just very simple things that I tweak that makes the biggest difference. And and I think it's just because I care so much. Right. Right. That my clientele, for instance, today, they were Asian, they were Greeks, um, they were from, you know, Port Dover, they were from Barry, <laughs> like, they wow. were just from all over the place, right? And, uh, it, and it's just because I don't differentiate uh, women from um, one color of their skin to the next, right? I'm just like, you're just women and you want to be beautiful and sexy and 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 that's what I'm here for is to make you do that. So I embrace that with everybody. There's their own little challenge. There'll be people with a ton of hair and there'll be people with no hair. Right. But I will always figure out where their best focal point is and I'll work on that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So you have a salon, correct? Yes, I have a salon right downtown Toronto. Good deal. And is that 
pretty much your your stability plays that what keeps food on table and and yes, when, when of the course, events because, and the endorsements you know, and all although that although i'm a spokesperson for revlon and that takes me um for a while there i was traveling like crazy i was all over the world all over canada all over the states with them um over the last few years i've just said okay <laughs> you know what give it give all this traveling to someone who's younger who wants to do it because right. i've done it all i've done 15 years of stage work right it's a lot right and, and it's enough you know i don't need to be a rock star anymore so um i want to focus on my clients i want to focus on the next step of making people beautiful i mean there's women that come in i had a girl a creation girl came in last week and she said to me she goes okay great so what's next what can make me more beautiful (laughs) what do you have up your sleeve right and she's serious like she wanted to know what the next best thing that i had (laughs) that would make her more beautiful and i did i had all kinds of stuff that she when i brought her up to the cash she was like yeah i'll take that and that and that and that so makes sense right because she knows i'm always searching for things that will make a difference and when i say they make a difference they make a difference because i i test them out on me first right and if they don't pass the grace test they're not getting on your face or in your hair yeah got it. that's where passion comes from because people know like when you do stuff like that it's not coming from the money part because people can read that and feel that right it's coming from a place of i want you to look your best and i want you to feel your best so this is why i'm doing it right I love the, the the mashup, if you will, of, you know, being a hairstylist and this beauty expert. I just think it's so unique. How did you actually go from from the focus there to branding yourself, right? And that led to now being the spokeswoman for Revlon and your involvement with the Princess Margaret Cancer Center and your, you know, a TV personality. Like, take us through that transition. Okay, well, um, originally what happened was, uh, as far as Revlon goes, that goes back way 20 years ago. Wow. I had a, I had a, a woman come into um, my salon, and at that time I was, you know, you know, I was young, and I was like, oh, you know, everybody's happy that was leaving. And she said, you know what, you're really good with color, and you're really good with hair. You know, what, are you interested in teaching? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm so <laughs> busy, I can't even friggin' you know, have lunch. Where am I going to teach anybody Mm. anything? And she kept on asking me and asking me and asking me. And I said, okay, okay. It took her about six months of asking. She never gave up. Her name was Susan. And she had a little uh, distribution company um, that she distributed uh, Revlon products from. She goes, you really should go in and see Hugh Wilson, which he was at the time the CEO of Revlon Canada. And I'm like, oh, geez. Okay. So I went in and then Hugh Wilson said to me, he goes, so Grace, you know, do you have a resume? I'm like, wait a second. I'm not here to see what I can do for you. I want to see what you can do for me. (laughs) (laughs) So he was taken back. I said, because I don't really need this, right? I just just want to see what's going to go on behind the scenes that would make me a better at what I do. Right. right? And he goes, okay, well, this is different. You're interviewing me. I'm going, yeah. <laughs> so, so he goes, okay. Well, we can give you um, the forefront of education, like you know, because we spend a lot of money on you know, even a, every time a color goes out, for instance, it um, we develop a color. It costs us like two million dollars for that one color, right? Wow. And um, the technology that we're forerunners in technology, uh, as far as um, you know, liquid crystal vectors and all kinds of stuff that was going on back, color stay, all those things. And he goes. We can have you at the forefront of education in your field. I said, sold. (laughs) And that's where I did it. 
So I started getting training um, to be able to teach other people. And within a couple of years, um, I became actually probably less than a couple of years, probably a year. I, I became a platform artist. Um, and then the plat- my being platform artists, they would say, they would just throw me stuff. They'd be like, Grace, we need you to do this for um, this one of our lines. Can you just pull it together a show? And I would do these shows. That I would show up with like 15 models and banners on. And, and it would be so big, my shows, the little stage that they gave me, they'd be falling off. And I would <laughs> outsell everything that I had as far as a brand goes. So then I became bigger and bigger and bigger. And I got more and more and more shows. I traveled all over the place because now the distributors also wanted me to to come in and and really teach um, how to do things better. And really what it was, was it's pretty well in layman's terms. I would take a product and I would say... um, ammonium thiglocolate, this is how it works and this is what it's going to do for your hair and so on and so forth. And so because hairdressers are busy people, they don't want to they don't want to read stuff. They need to just get it on and get it done and make you look good. Right. So my job in the early days was basically to take it in layman term and said, this is how it works. This is what's going to do for your clients. And this is why you should buy it. Right. Right. And because I came from a place of integrity, I would never talk about a product I didn't love. You know, I I became popular like that. So five years in to all of this, I was at the the Canadian Hairdressing Awards and I was just telling some off-color joke about myself off in a corner. And there was all these people standing around me in gowns and tuxedos. And I was also in a gown and they all dropped to the floor and was laughing. (laughs) And so the producers of the show that I'm on now, they turned around and they said, who's that girl over there? And they said, oh, she's one of her best stage people. Like she's a platform artist. Um, And they said, do you think she'd be interested in being on the show City Line? And I said, well, you know, she said, well, go ask her. Right. So they came over. They didn't tell me who they were. Everybody was still laughing. And at this point, I was like, "Okay, it's funny, but it's not really that funny. So you guys can get (laughs) up. Right. (laughs) So they came over and they just pulled me aside to start asking me questions and talking to me. So I was just talking to them like, oh, these people are just interested in just talking to me. So I talked to them for a half an hour. Wow. At the end of a half an hour, they said, do you know who we are? And I said, I have no idea, ladies, but I have to run inside. I have to do a presentation on stage. And they said, um, we're the producers of City Line, and we're interested in having you on the show. Are you interested? And I said, oh, sure. Why not? Like, she goes, do you know, at the time, it was Marilyn Dennis, who was the um, uh, the host of the show. And I said, yeah, I'd love Marilyn. I'd love to come on. So I went on the show. They shortened the show by two minutes so that they could hear me talk. And I think it was, it took me, they had me back again in another month. And then they had me back again. Within six months, I became an A-lister on the show. Wow. And then I became like basically an A-lister for the last 20 years of going on. You know, they've changed things up and they're always changing things and moving. But it's nice to be a stability on the show. It's, it's, It's nice, right? And so there's that. And because of all of that. The Princess Margaret Hospital, um, which was one of the largest hospitals for um, cancer research in the world. Yes. They asked me if I would be interested in uh, doing the No Hair Selfie campaign and I thought if I would be a spokesperson for that. So then I got um, to do the world's most expensive haircut at $740,000. That is pretty crazy. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that was really cool. And so, you know, I just get these things thrown at me that are amazing and I jump on it because I think it's, um, you know, I'm doing a good cause and it's not about me and it's about other people and I enjoy my life totally doing it. Great. Like, I don't even know what else I would do if I wasn't doing what I do for people and, and, and on an everyday basis. Right. Yeah. So, but for me, my life has always been about evolvement, about right. changing it up. Right. Right. And that's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. So, you know, I, yeah. I imagine I, I can almost hear uh, a couple of our listeners right now reaching out and saying, well, you know, Stephen, uh, Grace is so talented. She's a natural. But I know that Grace has faced challenges and made mistakes along the way, right? And I'd love for you to maybe, if, if you'd be so kind, to, to maybe share a couple of... <laughs> your challenges oh, geez, of course I had or, I've had roadblockers and, yeah and stuff where like where's this black girl think she's going <laughs> <laughs> and you know I uh, my mother was uh, one for saying you know black is a color not an excuse so mm. if I found a roadblocker in my way I would just go around them I would be just like okay well you don't like me or don't think I should be at this position that I am no problem I'll just go around you because I'm not going to stand here and convince you <laughs> of anything because I can't you've already made up your mind right so right. rather than you know putting energy on people who are naysayers I just don't I move around them right and believe me you know in this industry there's always people trying to knock you off your um off your kilter right right true I've helped people get six-figure income jobs that have turned on me um the minute they got in there and they were like I can do what she does and and it backfires on them for instance because people will turn around and say well you know, she got you the job, right? Right, right? And now you're turning on her. So we don't trust you. Right. right. So, you know, there's all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, it's a corporate world at the end of the day. Right. And there's always somebody just thinks, you know what, I can do better. I can do this. And they probably can. And but that's not my path. And that's not my life. So my life is to be passionate about what I do, to enjoy people. Right. To look at everybody um, that I look at and see their best selves, even. And, you know, it's gotten me in trouble, too, when I say that to see mm-hmm. them, because I've always been so optimistic. I take a look at someone. Everybody's like, no, Grace Runge, they're rotten people. And I'm like, no, but they're so nice. And I choose to see only the good in that person. Right. Right. Sometimes it works in my favor and sometimes it bites me in the ass because they're just rotten people. Right. <laughs> We've all been through those. Right. Yes. You know. Yes. So, you know, it's funny. You we said, all have our challenges, man. There's no there's no easy road anywhere for anybody. It's just that you just have to, you know, be that person. That's a good, decent person. And, you know, not take anyone's light away that you can shine. And that's what I've always believed in. You just shine. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny you, yeah. you, you, you share this. You know, I, I find that as I'm getting older and a little wiser, you know, my, my mm-hmm. decision process is being driven more by design than by default i guess i mean that you know like planning my steps i find myself planning my steps more more than just reacting to life if that makes sense yeah 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 i see what you mean because you know as we get older too we have to be a little bit more cautious about you know how we get to the next level right like not even cautious i mean we still have the passion about the stuff that we do but it does take a certain amount of planning and a certain amount of goal setting and a a certain amount of um you know which way do i navigate right 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 
how, how do you find that you go about, especially, you know, you, you run a business um, with your mm-hmm. salon. How do you go about making decisions that affect the business and the goals for the business? Well, mostly all the goals I make are people-based, right? Like, mm-hmm. how does it affect me? How does it affect my family? How does it affect my clients? Um, I try to make sure that, that those things are um, foremost, right? Um, you know, managing people and having staff and all that kind of stuff, you know, they see you working and you're working and working and they're thinking, I've had, you know, uh, talking about stuff like that, I've had people um, take huge sums of money from me over long periods of time, people that I trusted. Mm. Um, I've, you know, you lose your faith in human beings sometimes because it happens more than once. Right. You know, people that you trust. So um, to say that, you know, everything's been happy-go-lucky and and I've had no um, dark areas uh, when it comes to people, I'd be lying my butt off. <laughs> it is so untrue. Sometimes I am saying, you did what? Right. For how long? Right? So It happens. It happens. It, it happens. happens. Definitely oh, yeah. happens to the people closest yeah. to me. So I can appreciate that. Yeah, because they think that, oh, you're just, you know, rigging. They don't really see that all the money that you pay to the government and that you're paying, paying, paying. They don't see that. They just see that you're busy. But that's why you're busy, because you're keeping it open so that they have a job. Right? So, Grace, how <laughs> so do you actually, you know, like, so you've been running that business for so long. How do you actually... Is there a strategy to, 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 to bringing people into the organization that view, have the vision that you have for the business? Like, have you found success you know, in a, in a way to the hardest? It's, it's the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing because I don't really like people around me that don't love what they do for a living. Right. You better be passionate about what you do because people feel it. The people who are passionate about what they do are the busiest. Yes. The people are just like, oh, let me try it and let me see how it works out. Aren't busy. Right. And those are the people that unfortunately you got to watch out for. Right. The ones that are kind of not caring and they don't, they're not jumping in with both feet and say, let me let me let me service my clients full out. Right. And those people, usually those people that want to service their clients full out, they only have their own salons <laughs> like me. Right. They're <laughs> passionate about it and they want to service you to death. They're going to like everything you need. I got it, girl. Come on over here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> those girls, those people, those people are rare, right? And I would love them to work for me. So if if, if you're one of those people, come come on over to Image Makeover. I'd love to have you. <laughs> so t- <laughs> it's a rarity. I barely, rarely find people like that. So what what as you look ahead, Grace? What what does Image Makeover have in store? What's what's happening in Image Makeover to to keep you out of your comfort zone and keep pushing for those new and higher right. heights, right? Right. Well, you know what I did recently? I partnered up with um, a company in from Eastern Canada called Laser Is. The woman just won actually um, Businesswoman of the Year out there. And um, if you know when sometimes you have soul families that you you don't know why I got to tell you, I flew across this country five hours and went and met these people because I felt compelled to do it. And I don't and I can't even tell you why the idea was just such a great idea that I flew across the country with no money in order to start the business. 
<laughs> Honestly, that's what I did. And I did that this summer. Wow. And the woman was looking at me and she's like, well, the business is like $240,000. And I said, well, yeah, but I have no money. I got this going on and that going on and this going on and that going on. <laughs> and at the end of it, she was like, you are one passionate girl that I'm telling you will make this work out. And we did. We made it work out. We partnered up with a bunch of other people and we got the machinery in there and uh, I'm off and running with it. And so the company is called Laser Is. And um, the next step for me, because women are always complaining about, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I feel. I am I got adrenal burnout. I'm stressed out. I'm fat. I'm this. I'm that. Look at my face. It's turned into a moon. How can you make my face look better? If I look like this, right? Mm-hmm. So the, I've gone right back to the core things of what people talk about. It's not just hair. It's not just your face. It's also now your body. It make you feel good in it. Right. And I've got to tell you, I have had women driving four hours a day from out of the city to come to me because... You know, my client this morning, she called me. She goes, I love you, Grace Tartaglia. She goes, I dropped four pounds since Tuesday, and I've got an inch and a half off my waist, and I cannot tell you the last time that happened to me. And she goes, I cannot, uh, you're going to do so well with this business because I cannot believe how great I feel. And I've had so many health issues um, because it's a combination of things I'm doing. You know, I'm doing stuff with um, making sure that your ketones are kickstarted and and they're working. And and from the, the cold lasers are shrinking your fat cells and you're feeling good and you're looking good. And, you know, and it's easy. It's easier than anything else you've done. And that's why now I'm passionate about that as well. Am I dropped to the floor and running? Yes, I am. I'm dropped to the floor and running because I'm doing a heck of a lot of stuff in one day that most people shouldn't be doing. Right. (laughs) But I am so passionate about this next part of my business. Is it exciting? It's totally exciting because I'm going to change lives. I'm going to change lives. I'm going to make people feel the best they've ever felt. And they're going to look the best they've ever looked. And what else can I say? That's what I'm here for, right? That's why I came on this planet. Yes. I want to make you feel good. Yes. I want to make you look better. Love it. I want to be passionate about your life. Right? Want you, you know, because a lot of things happen that makes us not passionate about our lives, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Grace, I, I really enjoy this story of yours and I'm excited to kind of see where things take you. We're, we're getting set to, to wrap up in a little bit, but right before we do, you know, we'd love to have you share some of your most treasured tools and resources um, with us first. So I, I love to ask what's one book that you've read that's inspired you most? Oh, geez. Okay. I like a lot of books. Do <laughs> okay. You? Okay. All well, right. Give us a couple. So, uh, oh, just a couple, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, the, spons- the Spontaneous Fulfillment of Desire by Deepak Chopra. Uh, nice. I've, I've not yeah, read that one. The Spontaneous Fulfillment. It's an older book, but it's one of those ones that I absolutely, absolutely love. It makes you think about life and energy and what we put into life and what we get back and um, the connection that we have with other people. It makes you really think about that. Right. Right. 
And then the next one, you know, I'm a Gemini, so I'm a bit of a mystic. So um, uh, Carolyn Meiss did a book called Defy Grace. And it really just meant that, um, you know, the people that have gone before us, they're just right there. They can't really talk to you or push you along and stuff, but they're just right there. They're watching you and they're, they're, you know, they're watching your mistakes and they're pushing you along, but they're not able to, um, you know, influence you in any way but they're right there so i mean i love the com- the combination of both of those books they were done in different years um and then if, if you're like fiction i i loved um uh, ken follett's book uh it was building of the nightbridge church that took almost 500 years and the book was an epic book it it um Oh, wow. my goodness. I just I can't believe I just forgot the name. Uh, Ken Follett, Pillars of the Earth. Pillars of the Earth. Pillars of the Earth. And as far as inspirational books go, <laughs> let me go back to an inspirational book. Let me think. What would I absolutely love? Oh, there's so many. There's so many things that make you think of humanity. I, I love Indian books, too. Um, what the Body Remembers by Indira Singh. Uh, it was one of my favorite books because it was, you know, the, the plight of women, really, and uh, in, in, in different eras. It doesn't matter. Um, another epic book would be The Far, 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 Far Pavilions by MMK. Um, these are books that just take you away, right? Get you right. out of your your daily humdrums of living life. Right? When does Grace find time to read? <laughs> huh? I said, when does Grace find time to read? I don't know. I find a corner somewhere <laughs> at one point and I, there's, there is, I, you know, right now I don't have the time to read because I am developing another section of business. But, um, before that's what I used to it. do. I would find that hour right. every day and I would read. That's good. And I, it would just transport me into a different place so that I can be better the next day. Absolutely. Grace, what's, yeah. what's something small you've done this month that you're proud of? Something small I've done this month. Well, I had, well, it's small, but I had a savant. Uh, you know what a savant is? He's like a, a person that um, he kind of, he's amazing with numbers. Mm. And, um, and he, what his favorite thing to do is to help other people grow their businesses and so on. And although he's not helping me, I've had him at my house for the last month and he's helping other people. Wow. And he leaves tomorrow to wow. go back out, um, back out east. But uh, I was able to to help him, you know, help other people. So I that like that. That is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> Sometimes it's not direct; it's indirect. But Absolutely. that's what you do, right? And it comes full circle. So it does. It really does. That's why I feel blessed, just as I do for him. There's a lot of people that do for me. Right. Grace, name an online resource. It could be an app, a software, or a tool that you use every day, and you find that you can't live without it. Oh, you know, I would do um, Wayne Dyer app, and he does a lot of inspirational stuff. Really? So um, some days when I want to kickstart my morning, right? I'll, I'll listen to Inspirations by Wayne Dyer. He has an app like that. And also Hay House has an app. And um, there are audiobooks in the A House app that you can actually listen to or buy. And I, I have that as well as on, on my iPhone. Nice. 
That's, yeah. You're bringing some I new almost stuff forgot to the about table. It because <laughs> I didn't do it for like a week and I did it this morning. Right. Because I was just, I got up and I was just running out the door. Wow. Yeah. So Grace, before, before we wrap up, I'd love to invite you to share one action that all our aspiring trailblazers who are listening in to this call, what should they commit to this week to help them blaze their trail? Uh, finish your goals. You know, write it down. I know it's a simple little thing and finish it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's the simplest things and do that every, every single hour of the day. I have a little pink book that's sitting right next to me and it is mashed up. It's, got, <laughs> it's written all over There's stuff written all over it. There's stuff written all in it. But at any given time, I can go back and 90% of that book will have been done. Once it's written down, it's completed. Wow. Love so, that. So write your write your stuff down in your book. Get it done. I love that. Love that. Love that. I'm a big yeah. big goal and task oriented person as well. So you yeah. heard, heard yeah. Grace. And you know, and, and there's a huge amount of um, you take a, a blue pen and you write it down on this white paper. And there's <laughs> this amazing thing that even if you don't do it on a daily basis, but at the end of the week or middle of the week or the end of the day, you check that off. You're like, yeah, yes, I accomplished that. It is done, right? Yes, I love that. Yes, yes, so true, so true. Grace, I want to say thank you so very much for coming on the podcast today. I'm excited to share your story with our community, and um, you know, this is the beginning of what I hope to be a a fruitful and long lasting relationship between Grace and the Trailblazer community. Yes, I'm (laughs) so happy that you invited me to talk. I I really love it, and uh, thank you so much for my fellow Jamaican. That's right. (laughs) Thank you so much. You know, people are always making fun of us, they're always saying, you guys got like nine jobs. It's true. <laughs> yes. You ever heard that? Yes. <laughs> many, <laughs> many, many times. Like nine jobs. And it's kind of true for me it's right now. <laughs> yes. It's so true. But we love what we do, right? <laughs> Absolutely do. Absolutely do. Yeah. Grace, before I let you go, I want you to tell us how we can stay connected to you. I uh, go to Grace Tertaglia uh, from Instagram. And Image Makeover for Facebook. Uh, You can reach me at uh, gracent at rogers.com. And uh, my salon is uh, called Image Makeover. So, uh, oh, and also, if you ever want to see some of the shows that I do, you just go gracecityline.ca and everything comes up. Awesome. And for those listening, I'll be sure to put all these links that Grace just mentioned on our show notes page at tbpod.com. Grace, thank you so very much. I'm so excited for this episode. I, I really, thank really you, am Steph. happy to thank have you. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tvpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. 
go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers.